Hey, Max. Nothing strategies, strategies that work in the classroom. Cats and kids. You enter the classroom, you can love cats, but you must love kids more. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Cats and Kids. Brad, Brad. It's, sorry, Brad, it's, it's been a while. Thanksgiving is over, the leftovers are gone, and we're back to work. This episode, we are going to talk about parents and parent involvement and how to reach out to them. Yep, uh, and we're going to emphasize the importance. I, I think all the data or data, uh, if you check it out, will show that in Parent involvement is vital for student success at school. It's okay, kitty. And and the kitties here. And uh, we we just want to emphasize that. Talk about some ways about when to involve parents. And I part of it is not to be afraid of parents. That's right. So one of the first things we want to talk about is catch students being good. Roger and I have had a few discussions on this over the years. But one of the things that um, from the from the teaching lens and from working with some students that um, struggle in school, maybe behaviorally, is it's good for the kid and also good for the parents to hear how things are going when they're going well, especially before they go poorly. I, I, I had a colleague who used to uh, do conferences and one of his favorite phrase, phrases was you got to have something in the checking account. Uh, you you have to build up the trust with the parent, the uh, the feeling that they're involved, so that when you have to make that call, it if it's a negative thing, and and we'll get on to those and, and the positives, the parent knows well. Mister Benson is calling because he cares. Uh, I know this guy. And uh, he's, he's part of our educational family. So one of the things that with technology today is that when you call, you don't always get a hold of the parent. So you could also send an email. And one of the things that I like to do from time to time is to send out positive emails on different students, but especially those ones that I know that struggle in other areas and I look for the positive thing to let the parent know about, but I'll also copy the student. Sometimes it's hard to find a positive, but everybody has some positive if you if you look hard enough. Now, it shouldn't be something as <clears throat> silly as uh, uh, writes his name on a piece of uh, the test, but for some kids, just bringing a pencil or pen or paper is a deal. And particularly if they're kids with special needs or a, or a behavioral issue, uh, even that might be, hey, Jimmy brought his pen uh, three days in a row. Uh, he's, he's catching on. Um, along the lines of informing the student, at those times where you have to email or call home because you need the parent support in something, especially with dealing with those middle school and high school kids. Right. It's important to pull them in and let them know that you're going to be contacting home. Right. I think that you can't hide it from the student, and you shouldn't, because it shows that you care about them, you respect them, you're doing nothing behind their back. And maybe at the beginning of the year, to the whole class, say it more than once, I'm, I'm one of these guys or one of these gals as a teacher 
that believes in parents, be believes that we have to let them know what's going on. And uh, that's going to happen during the course of this quarter or semester, whatever. As Roger said, building that trust with the parents and also building that trust with the student goes far. The student might be upset when you tell them, hey, I'm going to have to let your folks know what's going on. And they might plead with you to not give a call. And maybe you wait and say, hey, let, let me see some improvement. That's a good point. But it's important that the kid gets a heads up. We don't know what environment they're walking into at home. And so for good or for bad, they need to know. And that building of trust is really important. We want to be trusted by our administrators, by our parents, and by the public. Our students want the same thing from us. Yeah, it's, it's the old adage. And I'm full of old and full of adages that do unto others. Uh, it, you wouldn't want someone doing something behind your back, not letting them know. And it, it goes the same for, for kids. And you are a role model for them. And you have to treat them uh, in, in a way that they respect and can emulate. Roger, can I have you put on your administrative hat for a second? It's on, baby. If I have a student and I've contacted home in a positive way and, and some things aren't going well in class and they keep not going well, and I come to you as the administrator, you might say to me, well, Mr. Benson, have you contacted home? Why would you say that? What's from the administrative lens? Who cares? They have the grade book. I've talked to the kid. The kid's sixteen. They should do it because they're a sixteen-year-old. <clears throat> well, it it first of all, it shouldn't be a uh, uh, an event of last resort. Again, you should have, as a teacher, established that understanding with with a parent and a and a student if and i'm thinking basically of behavioral issues here the the kid is always talking out of hand the the student is uh, uh, a a disturbance to the class uh one of the things and i've said this before on other podcasts that i would ask the teacher when they come in and say hey, jimmy just isn't isn't doing good. He's. I say, well, when did you call the parent? And the blank look would come over the the, the teacher's face, and they say, well, I haven't contacted them. And by call here, I mean email or or a phone call. And I say, why? And it, I think it turns out a lot of many teachers, sadly, are afraid of that parent. They're afraid that. It's it's going to tell the parent that the teacher can't do their job. Is there something wrong? But what what's what's so important in getting a hold of that parent? If there has been a behavioral issue or a continual one, get to the parent first. Get to the parent before. And I keep using the term Jimmy. No offense to all the Jimmys in the world. Is is that the student goes home and and bad mouths Mr. Benson about everything. Hey, you get that contact in first, that has a tremendous effect on, on modifying what that student is saying and bringing reality back to the situation. 
If other people out there have ideas, we would love to hear your comments or ideas on how you get parents involved within your classroom and how you reach out and communicate with them. Yeah, we, uh, Brad and I uh, uh, are, are not experts. We're practitioners and have been in everyday uh, events. Being in that classroom, I can remember how uh, apprehensive uh, you can be as a teacher when you, you've got two or three students who are a challenge every single day. Having a parent in your toolbox, so to speak, is just one way of helping get kids prepared for the future. So remember to add to that checking account or savings account by telling the kid and bringing them on board, and also contacting the parents for positive things, not just when you need something from them. Absolutely right, my friend Brad. Have a good day. And remember, cats and kids are what, Brad? Oh, we love cats, but it's important to love kids more. You got it.